and welcome to the 2020 season of the Business Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Adila Afiz, the Global Business Whisperer, and I'm so excited you're here today. The Business Whisperer podcast is about helping you tap into the brilliance and ability that you have to create your life and your business intuitively, authentically, and successfully. Each week, we bring you tools, tips, information, and guest interviews to help you do just that. So if you are ready to download some of this business whispering magic into your life and business, stay tuned because you're in the right place. Hello Business Whisperers and welcome to today's brand new episode of the Business Whisperer podcast. You are going to love today's conversation with SEO strategist and content marketing expert Avery Melcher. Now Avery began her career as a ghostwriter for marketing executives of brands such as Pepsi, Princess Cruises and The Home Depot before working in marketing agencies such as Neil Patel Digital and Siege Media. In 2019, she sold all of her things and bought a one-way ticket to Colombia to follow her dream of seeing the world. Since then, she's built a multiple six-figure content agency and launched the Complete SEO Blueprint, which is a course designed to help small business owners and aspiring women entrepreneurs to build their organic traffic online. You are going to love the heart, you are going to love the info, and you are going to love the adventures that Avery shares with us in today's episode. So let's dive in and welcome her to the show. So hello and welcome, Avery. We're so pleased to have you on the Business Whisperer podcast, and you're talking about such an awesome topic today. But first of all, we want to know more about you. Tell us more about yourself in your own words and how you got to where you are and what you're doing today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me today. I can't wait to have a conversation with you here. Um, yeah, so my story is not very linear, which I love about it now, but the short version of it before we dive into things is I've been a freelance writer for about 10 years, spent some time working in the corporate world, writing for executives of top companies, and then went on to work in agencies. I worked for Siege Media, Neil Patel Digital before starting my own agency last year. And it has been pretty much exponentially growing since I've started it. (laughs) And I started hiring a team around July of last year. And now I'm up to a team of around nine contractors and one part-time person serving SEO content to small to medium businesses. And during that time, I know we talked about this, I have also been traveling full time and kind of living my dream of seeing the world. So I packed up all my bags and I've been traveling full time since June of last year. Oh my gosh, amazing. And wow, we could go into the all of the lessons you're probably learning from traveling around the world at an interesting time like this, <laughs> as well as going into growing a business so dynamically uh, over such a short period. Yeah, uh, 
Definitely. I was talking to a friend the other day and I'm like, you know, entrepreneurship is hard enough. Traveling solo is hard enough. Why not just do them both at the same time and uh, take the training wheels off <laughs> right away? <laughs> I loved what you said about your journey being nonlinear, because that makes me think that it probably fits right into um, what we do here on the Business Whisperer podcast, where we create our life and our business perhaps a little bit more intuitively or listening to that gut instinct that awareness even if it doesn't always translate to the most cognitive logical rational linear way of doing things um but what we find is often where you end up is greater than where you would have if you had stuck doing it in the you know in the more traditional sense yeah i can definitely relate to that um, I think that any time that I have followed my heart and intuition and things just, it's the snowball effect. Things just happen like magic. Like you're just getting these amazing ideal clients, um, having amazing collaborations, and then you show up to work on Monday, or in my case, I show up to work on Monday and like everything is burning down because I've totally ignored my day job, which I you know, looking back was extremely unhappy <laughs> in. And so it's funny because then, you know, at the same time, I'm sure any of your listeners here as well can relate if they're entrepreneurs, anything we set our hearts to and minds to, we're good at. So I was very good at my job when I wanted to be and when I was focused. So I could also throw myself really into my full-time job as well. And then have a very miserable home life where I wasn't really doing my business and working with clients that really lit my soul on fire and like made me happy. Ah, uh, yeah, we can definitely relate. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're all about that being in that space of, um, yeah, that magic that gets created, that exponentialized effect from just taking aligned action as opposed to feeling like everything is so hard because you're doing it from your cognitive mind, like what you should do versus what your heart is leading you to do or how your heart is leading you to do it. You know, um, traditional digital marketing agencies didn't used to be operated by, you know, um, traveling nomads who are living around the world during a pandemic going on. <laughs> yeah. And I love marketing. I love content marketing. And I've been super fortunate to work with absolutely brilliant people. Um, but at the end of the day, when you work in an agency, it's you, you as an employee can't control the accounts you're working on and showing up every day for. And, you know, it, you can't always really dig in and apply the strategies you want to. It's kind of a democracy. And that's a great thing when you need other people's opinions and want to springboard ideas off of other people. And then it's a not so great thing when you really just want to see how your idea could play out. And so working for myself and working one-on-one -on -one with business owners, I've gotten the good and bad of that, right? Like I don't have someone else to <laughs> get ideas. I have to, I do have that, but I have to try harder. I have to build my own community. I have to join masterminds. I have to put other entrepreneurs and other women who are starting businesses around me and get it from there instead of coworkers. But then the beauty of it is when I get to put together something that's completely my own and my own idea and watch it come to life in a customer's business. 
Yeah. Was starting your own agency something that had always been um, on your list or something you thought you would do? Or was it more something that got created out of realizing, you know, what you really wanted to do, like having that creative freedom as well as perhaps physical freedom to live your life how you would like necessitated that step? Oh gosh, I have I have the biggest smile on my face because um, I, I rolled my eyes a little when you said that because growing up, my my mother is a chiropractor. My brother left college early to start his own. Well, because he started a business in college and it got so busy that he couldn't show up to class anymore. <laughs> he basically just dropped out of class, and. Um, I always said that I wasn't going to run my own business. I was like, oh gosh, like my whole family, everything is like, you know, again, you see the good and bad. And I'm like, well, they're just always so busy. And it seems like there's so much pressure on them. Of course, the good is we could take family vacation when we wanted to. They were always there for, you know, sporting events. But I told myself I was never going to run my own business. And I said that going into college. And then after college, I started freelancing. And even then, I didn't really, I really resisted the idea of calling it a business, wanting to start an agency. Um, and that's a part of the reason why I say my path is not linear, because I was a freelancer did not want to start an agency. And I kind of reached a point freelancing where I was like, I either, like I'm missing a skill set, and I either need to start an agency or go work for one because I'm not really like full service, but I've also capped out with my pricing and the type of content that I provide that there are like skills missing and able to provide a full service to customers. So I went and got an agency job and then two years later did start my own agency. But that was actually the exact conversation I had with someone where I was just like something's missing and I don't know what it is. And I either need to get paid to learn and go work in the agency world or like try to figure this out myself, but I'm not interested in figuring it out myself. And then fast forward three years. And again, my plan was, you know, I had money saved up. Uh, it, I worked in the start, I was in agencies which are stressful enough. And then it was also a startup agency. I was the fourth employee. And when I left, there were 75 after a year and a half. And um, I was <laughs> I was ready for, I think Tim Ferriss says like the mini vacation and a career gap. And so my plan was just to go maybe work part-time with a client or two and go travel. So I didn't have a website. I didn't have anything up. And literally my referrals just, I got so many referrals that I couldn't keep up with the work myself. I remember I was like getting ready to get on an airplane at 6 a.m. one day and I like came home after dinner with friends at like 1 a.m. and looked at my computer and realized that there was still work that had to be done. I pulled an all-nighter like sitting in Columbia right before getting on a plane to go to the jungle for a weekend because I knew we wouldn't even have electricity. And that was the moment that I was like, oh crap, like I need to start an agency. I need a team because <laughs> I literally just pulled an all-nighter and I haven't done that since college. <laughs> um, so it kind of happened by accident. Um, but also because like you said, I, I was clearly doing the thing that I'm best at and in my zone of genius, not even looking for clients. They were just coming to me and I'm not one to turn down money when someone has it in their hand, you know, <laughs> 
why should we? <laughs> Absolutely. I love so many things about that. There's so many uh, listeners, I think, that would be resonating with how that you started your own agency because um, I feel exactly the same. And I think some of us have this, you know, way of doing this. Like you don't even realize um I think you might not even realize the whole, you know, being out for dinner until 1am, being up to catch a fight at six and realizing there's still work to do. Like there comes a point where you realize maybe this isn't normal and this isn't how I should be doing it. But there's so many of us that did it that way for a while before we realized that maybe we need to grow, expand, or maybe formalize what we're doing in a more systemized way. Right. Yeah. And I bought in for a long time into the hustle culture and I still find myself falling into that more. And so that's very much the startup world. Uh, I was very much very broke when I started freelancing, uh, tons of student loan debt, no job, moved to California two days after college graduation. Uh, paid a friend to live on their couch and was getting freelance jobs while bartending part-time. So it's not like I had, you know, a good handle <laughs> on things when I started a long time ago. Um, but yeah, so that, that was very much, and to a point I have that to credit for where I'm at because I invested myself in learning everything that I had to about marketing. I actually studied, I have a degree in French and a degree in fashion journalism. So I've not been formally trained in anything to do with marketing, but it was long nights and weekends working and figuring out what marketing is, what digital marketing is and how to make it work by trial and error of my own website. Because half the, I didn't even have when I got started, I didn't even have people who wanted to invest in me for free. <laughs> um, just because, you know, digital marketing and running someone's business is such a important thing. You don't want to just hand over your reins and say, here's my whole email contact list, or here's my website, go in and do your thing, even if it's free. Like that, that's your baby. You don't want to hand that over. Yeah, totally. And uh, I also love that what you're talking about, though, because most of the people who are fitting into what we're calling the entrepreneurs now, um, people who are doing what they're doing, they fit into that category of what you've just described. Um, we are running businesses doing often what we love, often where we have uh, a natural talent, capacity, what we are now really passionate about and actually good at as well. But it has been self-taught. It's come through uh, teaching ourselves the skills and figuring out what actually works in the real world and then making that a skill that is able to be transferred or taught to others. Um, so on that note, there's so many of our listeners who right now are probably going, oh, yeah, that's exactly how I started out doing what I'm doing in my business and what can we start to uh, teach them or help them out with about getting better SEO and uh, marketing done for their business no matter what stage they're at. Yeah absolutely so one thing I love about SEO is that in a sense, you can kind of set it and forget it. Like you don't have to keep updating your website every day. And I would relate it to, I'm sure most of your listeners are probably to some capacity using social media. Maybe you have a Facebook group or you're on Instagram 
Instagram. You know, um, you can't put one post up on Instagram today and walk away from it and then reopen your profile a month later and expect people to still be engaging. You're probably going to lose followers. And when you post again, your impressions are going to be lower than before. However, SEO is exactly the opposite. You update your web page or you write a blog post and you publish it today and you walk away from it and next month it will have exponentially grown your traffic and brought people right to your website and that's also the difference too if you're comparing it to social media where Social media is great because you get a little bit more of a personal connection with people, but you do have to hunt people down organic and Google is people coming to you looking for an answer to something they're searching on Google. Think of the way this is an exercise that I always tell people when they're first getting into content marketing and SEO is get out of a sales mentality. Um, content marketing is a little bit of a balance, especially if you're talking about your website, because you need to sell people on what's on the page, get them to book that discovery call, get them to buy the product. But if you have to think about the way that you yourself use Google, most of us do, I think it's about on average 4.5 searches on Google a day. I know I use Google a lot more than that personally, um, but you're usually asking questions. How do I change a car tire? Um, what, how do I wear skinny jeans? Where do I buy platform boots? Um, you know, how do I do the perfect cat eyeliner? And so people are typing in how to, how to, how to, what is, where do I, um, how do I create a morning routine for success? And so they're specifically asking questions to Google and Google is not answering those questions. Google is letting everyone who owns a website create content for them. And they're sifting through all that content to find the best answer. So when you come in and type, how do I build a website for my small, my new business, Google is looking through about a hundred million blog posts that are new and recent, and it's pulling up the one that is catered specifically to how do I build a website? And if you are a service provider that offers people website design, that should be a piece of content that's on your website. And so when you're thinking about SEO and content marketing, it's thinking about the questions that people are asking either as they get ready to buy your product or service or right before they come to your product or service. And that's what we would call problem aware. It's before they're ready to buy something, but it's when they're starting to ask questions. Another example would be, um, you know, how do I grow my business? Just like you asked, there could be a lot of different answers to that. It could be social media. It could be email marketing. It could be SEO. Um, and so if you're using SEO, you could write a blog post that includes all those different ways and then include a tie-in to your business and say, hey, I'm actually a business coach. I help women just like you figure out what is the best way to grow your business and I'd love to talk. So it's about, you know, everyone talks about providing value, adding value, but SEO is kind of leapfrogging that a little bit more and finding the exact phrases and terms that people are asking so that you can provide value to your potential customers in, ex in the exact way they are asking you to. They're already telling you what they want. You just need to be there and answer those questions. Would that mean that 
as long as those keywords, and I'll get you to explain how to use SEO um, shortly, but does that mean having your keywords and key phrases in your blog post or article or website copy is enough? Or would it be actually creating blog posts with those exact titles, uh, how to grow your online business, how to build a website for practitioners, etc, etc. Yeah, um, it can be both. And you'll notice even if you take a nice little stroll through Pinterest, Pinterest SEO is very similar to Google, you'll notice that a lot of those titles literally are the keywords how to grow your business, how to get more traffic, how to master Instagram marketing. And if you just start looking up business in the business category on Pinterest, you'll see that like that's the easiest step and the easiest way to go. There, there are other avenues as well. Um, and if you're an online coach and working with people in something that's not necessarily in just you know pocketed into one very specific thing, um, you can also just make sure you're including keywords into the post. And the same thing would go for, especially if you're looking at your web page, you wouldn't, you're not going to change your business name. You're not going to change your service offerings based on SEO, but you want to have those keywords of what those are on the page. And if you were writing, for example, a service page, you're going to want to look for keywords that would relate to the end results or what you could call the transformation that someone's gonna get from working with you. So if I were to talk about SEO content, instead of necessarily optimizing a page for SEO, um, which I certainly would want to do, but I also wanna have a page that's optimized for how to get more traffic because that's what people get from SEO. And if you're a business owner providing, you're, you're always selling transformation to someone. So they don't really care how we get there. And a lot of times they might not even know what you have is how they're going to get to what they want. They're online looking for the end result. They're looking for how do I quit my job? How do I make 10k a month they're not looking for you know how do i start an e-commerce business or how do i become a coach you know they're just looking for the end transformation and you need to be there optimizing so that they find you when they're looking for that end transformation but then also taking them on a journey to show them how how they're you're going to help them get there Okay, so is this something that business owners can do themselves, look at their SEO, improve it, make sure that things are working as they should, or whilst like a lot of things they could do it themselves, you would really recommend that they use a specialist um, like yourself or your agency to do so? I think that with everything, especially for entrepreneurs, like I said, I, th I think that as an entrepreneur, you should learn to love all parts of marketing because that's what entrepreneurship is. Um, so even though you may hate one aspect of it, like if you don't, if you don't love marketing and sales, you're not going to love entrepreneurship because <laughs> um, that's what it is. But you, you can get a I think that having a base and just an understanding is enough. I don't think you need to turn yourself into an SEO whiz. And I actually, when I've structured my services, I have an online course which teaches someone exactly how to do SEO. I walk you through absolutely everything you need to know. And I 
also take you through, you can pull it off with completely free tools, or you can go ahead and buy some of the industry standard tools and spend anywhere from $30 a month to $200 a month investing in your SEO. Um, but I also have a done with you service where someone who has a base understanding of what SEO is, they're in control of their content marketing, but they need a little bit of help and support where they're just like, hey, I, whether they just don't understand it or they don't want to bother with it, I can dig through and do all the keyword strategy and the keyword research look at all the Excel sheets and the data and tell you what to write. Uh, like you had said, you know, I write the title for you. I write, I call it Mad Libs blogging, where I write the outline for the blog and you fill it in with your zone of genius, but I'm already putting the technical stuff on the front end. But then I also have it completely done for you. Like that's where my big companies that are just like, hey, we know we need SEO. We also know we're not gonna do it. So just do it for us. Um, I will say if you're just starting out, for anyone who's listening now, it, there is a tool called Answer the Public that will get you kind of in that mindset. Like you can type in one to two words and it will pop out queries that people are searching for and what people are looking for. And that will get you in that customer mindset because everything is question oriented and that's exactly how we use Google. And so you can use that as an exercise uh, and it's kind of eye-opening because especially when you're a business owner, you are the expert on something. So there are probably thousands of levels below you of your particular area of expertise that you're just totally overlooking when it comes to content marketing and writing content for your business because you already know it. And so when you start typing in things that are very general, um, if using the example of SEO, if you were to type in SEO, the number one thing that pops up is what is SEO? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm selling SEO, but you still need to educate people on it. And even if other people are writing about it, I can guarantee your competitors are writing about why do I need a coach? Um, how do I make money online? But the thing is, if you're not writing about it and optimizing your content for those same things and letting people and showing up for them, you're sending traffic to your competitors. Um, I kind of, I think about it like, um, I compared this to two orthodontists. Like if you have two orthodontists and they're side, they have businesses side by side and one puts up a sign that says like, we offer um, Invisalign and you have another orthodontist next door that doesn't have a sign. Cause they're like, well, everyone has a sign up. I don't need a sign. Everyone's already talking about it. And a customer comes through their door and they're like, hey, I don't know what Invisalign is. Um, can you give me some information about it? And you looking at them and saying, no, everyone's already talking about it. Just go ahead and Google it. And they go Google it. And the guy next door is the one who wrote the blog post about it. And they walk out your door and walk in that person's door. So um, SEO is just a lot about educating people. Like it's not, um, you're going to see if you type things into answer the public it's not revolutionary or this like secret thing it's just about really educating providing value for your customer i i love it is answer the public a uh, website that people can go to and put those terms in or oh, words in yeah i would say and then there's another tool as well um there's 
one more it's called keywords everywhere and that one's not totally free but i think you can get started with like five dollars and that one will start to give you not just the keywords but how many people per month are searching for it and that's also a really eye-opening exercise because you can start to see how many people really are you know that proof of concept idea or how many people really are searching for things and in some businesses I've worked with a couple of coaches specifically or nutritionists, and they noticed that things are very different on Google versus social media. Because for example, if something that you work with is fitness, no one wants to go and broadcast on social media that they feel overweight and want help with their diet and exercise. They're asking Google in secret on their phone. Um, the same thing, like if you work with like financial advising or coaching people on finances, no one's going to go on Instagram and broadcast that they're broke and buried in credit card debt. They're going to go ask Google how to get out of credit card debt. So there are questions because social media is where we put the best of ourselves and Google is where we <laughs> ask our deep, dark secrets. <laughs> I love that example. It's so true. And it, I mean, for us as business owners, no matter what industry we're in, something that I talk about is um, not flexing for your own industry, <laughs> meaning we can sometimes exactly what you've described, forget to speak to our customers or clients at the level of where they are or before even when they would be looking for our services and needing us so that they can start to become aware of why they would need us. We speak in a way, we use the jargon and terms and, um, you know, talk about things so that people who are already in the industry, probably people who are already doing what we are doing and therefore would not be hiring us because we're at the same level, they would understand that content, they would understand our social media posts we're making ourselves look as good as we can but we're not speaking to our clients who are looking to learn from us and buy from us because they have a need that we are meeting yeah exactly and stories sell so I think the people that are doing social media really well are the people who are really vulnerable and saying I'm where you were and just opening up that side, which is very difficult for coaches to do because you're, you're selling transformation. So you don't want to admit that like you've once been broke or once had no idea what you're doing or messed up sales calls because that makes you look bad, uh, air quote bad, but really it doesn't. It makes you more relatable because we've all been there. And I like SEO and having a blog strategy, even if it's one blog post a month, because it lets you go long form and deeper into that, whether it is the storytelling or it lets you actually detail out specific actions. You can, you can sell a complete transformation in one blog post. And if someone walks away from that, you can also do that on social media. It's a lot harder. You're literally limited with characters. You're limited with time span. People are scrolling through you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, while they're shopping or in between reps at the gym, they're not coming to Instagram to read a book versus if they're actually looking and reading blogs, they are a lot of times I've noticed even with most of my clients, even though traffic is often on mobile first, there's still a very, very heavy amount of traffic coming in on desktop. And most of the long sessions are happening 
happening on desktop because people are sitting at their computer, whether they're working or after work and like reading, sitting down to read a blog post. And so you can actually take time and describe something and really help your customer with something in a blog post with content like that. And I guarantee you, if you help solve and get them a quick win in a blog post, they're going to be coming back to your website when they're ready to buy your service. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think not only does that fit in with like my habits uh, on social media versus when I'm needing to learn something and want to sit down with my laptop uh, and properly read through a blog post versus quickly scrolling through or doing the quick Google search in between. Um, so the other question I have for you then is tell us how people can get in on all of this goodness that you are talking about and maybe uh, find your content, whether it's free or paid, so that they can dive into this world of optimizing their search en engines and optimizing people finding them and being able to learn from them and purchase from them. Yeah, so I have two really great options. I have a three day traffic challenge that's totally free. It's in my Facebook group, Savvy SEO with Avery Melcher. If you are totally new to SEO, totally new to getting that organic traffic and growth and just trying to understand what it is, that's a great place to start. And you'll walk away with an optimized homepage. Having done a little bit of keyword research yourself, I share writing tips. And if you're really ready to dive in and take it to the next level and actually build a strategy for your business that truly your website is bringing in customers, literally everyone sells it like while you sleep, but it is, you, you write something and you put it there and you leave it there. I have a course called the SEO blueprint and I take, it has over 20 hours of training from me where I literally walk you through step-by-step step the entire process of building an SEO strategy for specifically for your company, your industry, doing the keyword research, how to write for search engines. And then I leave it off with how to build a content calendar and promote that content and be efficient with your time as a business owner, because I know everyone here um, is the CEO and the intern and the sales rep and the email marketing person. Um, we're all that. So I kind of, I show you how I actually grew my website traffic from around a hundred visitors a month to 11,000 unique visitors a month with less than one blog post a month and only SEO, no paid traffic, nothing else. So it doesn't take two blog, you know, it doesn't take writing a blog post every day. Um, and then you can also take that content and turn it into your social media posts and, you know, make it dual purpose and turn it into your email marketing campaigns, guest blogging as well. So that's the complete SEO blueprint. And I have the link to that that we'll include for you as well. That's my go at your own pace course that you can go through. You have lifetime access, so you can build on it too. I've had a couple of people tell me that they're watching through it the second time now. And they're like, how did I miss this the first time? Because SEO just layers on top of itself. So as you know, you can dip your toes in the water a little bit and then go back through the second time or six months later and just keep leveling up. 
That sounds amazing. That sounds like the majority of everything we need to be doing as online business owners or even uh, offline business owners right now. So everyone rush to the link now. I will be right after I finish recording this. Um, so oh, that is so cool. Um, you have been a wealth of knowledge and contribution, Avery. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for your time today. We are going to make sure everyone can check out your links and follow you on social media. I'm sure you share lots of value on there as well. And uh, we can't wait to watch your journey and hopefully have you back on for an encore episode sometime soon on the Business Whisperer podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And that wraps up another episode of the Business Whisperer podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Your support means the world to me. Please remember, if you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and leave us a five-star review so that other people can find these episodes and get some value out of it. If there is a guest that you would like us to interview on the show, please send me a message or send me an email to thebusinesswhisperer podcast at gmail.com. I can't wait to see you soon.